Hello. Welcome to Night Shift Football, the Night Shift Football <laughs> podcast, episode 21.1. RIP, Adelaide United season. It's all over. They lost. Thanks for listening. Nah, just kidding. We're going to talk about it, unfortunately, even though it pains <laughs> us. But Adelaide United season has come to an end. We made the final four. I tell you what, I could not be more proud of this team, actually. Uh, just I refreshed the memory a bit tonight because um, I didn't get to see the game Saturday night because I was at a wedding and then caught up on a replay and then watched a, watched a bit more tonight. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Tommy, what do you got? You, uh, you obviously watched the game. How are you feeling right now about it? I really thought you were going to put us out of our misery and not make us talk about this. Then. Just end I got the really after 30 seconds. I got, yeah, I got really excited for a second. Yeah. I was like, yes, I don't have to relive what it was. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. No, that's um, well, yeah. So this is why I say uh, by the end of the second viewing of the mini match, I did feel I was pretty proud of this team. Considering what Sydney did to us at Highmarsh not too long back, uh, to come out and put this sort of a performance in where we definitely had our chances. We were robbed a penalty. Uh, Thank you. You know, I think I think we can be pretty happy. And given the way we started this season and where we thought this squad would be, to get through to the final four and to lose to this pretty ridiculous Sydney side on paper is a fantastic effort. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. And we would be... Would be, I think we would be a little bit too critical to, to say otherwise. Yeah, it's uh, it feels very familiar to the season where we were one kick away from making the grand final against Perth uh, in yep. that penal- in the penalty shootout. It's if it's kind of like that, but I feel like we've got more promise and we've got more stability and structure going forward. Um, this was always with Calviert's first full season. You know, we've we're finally blooding the young talent and giving them them their first full professional season. Um, what we've achieved is actually, I think, is nothing short of outstanding, really. Yeah. And all it, all it took was the Craig Goodwin signing to really kickstart and uh, gel everything together. And I think with what um, Calvia and the board and stuff are saying going forward into next season, they want to sign a foreign playmaker. They've obviously, they've identified the thing that we've been talking about for ages is we don't have a guy that we can pass the ball. We don't have a Castro. We don't have a guy or a Diamante or a no. Davila or a Ninkovic. Like all of these teams have them. And we went this entire season without having one of them. And look how close we got, dude. Yeah. I think we're pretty, we were pretty hopeful or optimistic that Stefan Mork would be able to be that guy. I think everyone probably knew he's not that guy, but we might be able to make do with him for a season while we find someone else. Um, hopefully it pans out that way and we do find someone else and then Mort can kind of drop back into a bit more of a box-to-box midfield role that he's so good at. Uh, he's just not the 10. He's not that guy. Like you said, he's we not don't have guy, that guy. So fine. Um, it's, fine. it's fine. You can't expect him to be that guy when he's not. Um, but We yeah. would have, just in interject, we would have a really stacked midfield with Day, who we've re-signed. Fantastic news. Yep. I can't believe I'm saying that. What a great signing he was. Um, you can have one day Mork and then potentially a foreign playmaker in the midfield three. And that is a tantalizing prospect. We have a great track yeah, record sure. of getting 
number 10s. Flores, Karuska, Diego Walsh, these are all been fucking great players, man. And I have full trust in this club to go out and find a foreign number 10. Absolutely. If that's one thing we can do, that's, uh, that's our thing. Um, it's our thing. On, the, <laughs> on the game itself, uh, we did push them right to the very end. We had that chance at the very end from Mo Toure, a bit of a yeah. like numbers in the box, just try and smack one on goal. It didn't work out, but we did push them right to the 94th, 95th minute. Uh, obviously went down 2-1. Strain had that good early chance where he hit the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it again, um, there was a couple of players in the middle, maybe on for a square up, but I don't think so. The gap was there. It just didn't come off. From that position and with, you know, there were defenders in the box, I would rather him take the shot on. And he got he got quite close, really. Yeah. Well, that, you, you're always going to... So. If you're in the middle, you're always going to throw your arms up because you're like, fuck yeah. it, I've made the effort to get in here. I've noticed a big trend as well a lot of the time where you, when you're watching and that sort of thing happens, um, the attacking player running to the box will often like throw their hands up in the air. But when they're throwing their hands up in the air, that's after the defender that was marking them has followed through. Has come back, yeah. And so you're standing there on your own. But at the time the ball was played or the player takes on the shot, you weren't actually that player in the middle wasn't actually free. It just looks that way after the ball has gone out or something when the players all move and the person <laughs> who didn't get the ball is just standing where they were hoping to get it. Um, so it's like, it's out of context. Adelaide United means that's what it is. Yeah. So he took on the shot fine with that. And then obviously we get, uh, well, Delianov has done a bit of a number there and it had to be. a He has. He has. I know. There was one replay that I saw that it kind of looks like he collects a little bit of the ball, but uh, it's, it's, he's just rash. Yeah. He's too, he's too slow to react. And then he's almost too quick to get to the, it was a Barbarossa's he took down. Yeah. It was he's Costa. Too, he's, yeah. He's too quick to get to Costa. Both legs it's end like, up kind of going through him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. It's it looked like a pen it. straight away. The only, yeah, but Costa's not doing that thing like you always say where he just kind of smacks the ball. Yeah. Costa knocks it He's just past. running forward. Well, yeah. he knocks it just past Delianov. So if Delianov, if he was able to, I, I think he tries to get over Delianov, but he knows it's coming. Like the ball was still only a meter away from Costa when he gets taken out. So yeah, it was definitely on for that, him. That wasn't the pen that I was upset with. Let's just say that. The non-pen that you're upset with. Yeah, the, it's um, the second penalty that really fucking no. It's the second Sydney one that really got me. Oh, the second Sydney one. Uh, let's go over it. What happened? I can't remember right now. I've gone blank. Oh, neither can I because I think I've repressed it. All I can remember is Delian of saving. I'm trying to remember what happened. A sense of relief. Oh, okay, it, okay. It was, it was the uh, they came back for it after. So uh, Lopez absolutely chops him down inside the box. And it looks to be a blatant penalty, which the ref somehow, or he doesn't give it because the flag goes up for offside. Yeah, that's what it was. And then Lopez, Lopez has this look on his face. Like he knows, he knows he's just gotten away with a big one, but then VAR checks it. Now this is the question I wanted to ask you because I don't actually know the technicalities on this because I know you can use VAR to give a penalty 
Um, but can you use VAR to overturn an offside that wasn't didn't end in a goal? Because that's essentially what they've done. This whole thing is so fucking foreign to me, actually. Be counted before the foul because there's been a player involved in an illegal act of play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So pretty much, even though what Yavi, you could probably book Yavi for uh, in like a, uh, like a, a, just a poor challenge. Yeah. If that's what you wanted to do. But I don't think you can give the penalty because the play is like an illegal act. It's like, it's not a thing. It's like a fake play. Yeah. Because it's offside. Yeah. Because he's offside. Like- Obviously, they look but at they VAR. Didn't even fucking check. So, Did they even check that? Yeah. Side? So they che- that's, well, they have to because it was flagged. Yeah. So VAR is looking up and saying, he's saying that he is onside. So because he's onside, it can be a foul in the penalty box. But it comes down to the technicalities of what you can and can't use VAR for. Um, so I, I wasn't aware that you could use VAR to overturn. So say the flag goes up for offside. Say he scored the goal and the flag goes up for offside. Mm. They would check it and go, oh, they would give it offside and then check it. And then VAR would say, no, he's onside, award the goal. Can you do that for a penalty? Yeah, that's exactly. That's a great question. I'm not 100% sure. Um, This is the precedent, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I've I've never seen this happen before. I'm not entirely sure what the actual rule is, but yeah. I've seen where goals are scored and then they've disallowed the goal and brought it back for a penalty to the other end. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a similar circumstance. I wonder if that's almost the same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, based on the tackle, we can't have too many complaints about the tackle itself. No, it was the offside, man, because we only got yeah. that one that one really crooked camera angle where the lines didn't look like they actually joined up. And yeah. I was squinting at it thinking... He still looks offside to me. Why? Yeah. Why has he not been given offside? Yeah. Um, None, nonetheless, massive save. Delian massive Ovi save from Delianov, though. Huge. Oh, mate. Hasn't he done that a couple of times this season? Fucking hell. Because um, at that point, are we already 2-0 down? We are. Yes. Yeah, we're already 2-0 down because um, Sydney actually scored. That second goal they scored was really good. Just showed kind of some of their quality they've got. Yeah, they yeah they did score really. That was yeah. <laughs> they cut us open, and there it was wasn't a good much goal. we could do about they it. They cut us open. The ball out wide it was, was excellent. Jointed the yeah. touch from Young. Um, is it King? Yeah, it was yeah on the wing Alex or at left did... back. Alex King or I want to say Alex Max King, King but I'm not making that up. I'm thinking maybe Alex King is the referee. I think Alex is the referee. Max King is the one you're thinking of. He not was sure. really good. Either way, this this kid's pretty good. Oh, Jay, it's um, Joel King. Joel King. Um, King. This kid's pretty good, but um, he catches out our two centre backs by because the ball comes out wide and you see them shuffle over. Uh, he doesn't take a touch and keep it. He straight away squares it immediately. Bobo is there, peels off. He's waiting. It's no yeah. fault of our defenders. It's just brilliant play. It's a uh, set touch. It's a set play yeah. move. It's straight from the training ground. The touch straight away when the defense isn't really expecting it. Bobo is standing right there plucks it away as he does good finish great goal there wasn't yep. much uh, it was just we were so close to half time getting in at one nil and that yep. was oh the second goal was such a hammer blow fucking hell and i mean whatever carl and ross and the boys said inside the change rooms at half time 
obviously was like huge because they came out and absolutely dominated the game. Yeah. The second half onwards, man. And like you look at the stats now, it looks so uneven. We've had double the shots, more ball, more attacking incursions, more corners, all of this. When you look at it and think, how did Adelaide not win? It was because yeah. we didn't really show up in the first half and the second we absolutely floored them. Absolutely took it to them. And then the big moment comes with about a quarter of an hour to go where what I think is a blatantly obvious foul in the box and a definite penalty to Adelaide yeah. is completely yeah. ignored. We're not being biased in saying that, I don't think, because the commentators felt the same. Alex Wilkinson just jumps up all over the back of Urich, elbow in the back of the head, whatever you want, climbing all over him. No foul. There's Not even there's a VAR a thing- check. I think they did check it, um, but they didn't think it was a clear and obvious error, which it's... Isn't it? That term, like, I mean... It leaves such a grey area. It does. It means... Because now we're is, trying to define what each referee thinks is a clear and obvious error. Precisely. That looked like a pretty exactly. clear error to me. Because the opposite of that is those ones where a player is dancing in the penalty box and gets clipped, gets a tiny clip, that's not that obvious. The referee couldn't see it. But when we see it on the camera, they go, oh, he clipped him. Yeah, it's an error. It's a penalty. But for yeah. some reason, we don't think it's a clear and obvious error when the referee doesn't give a foul for a guy elbowing another player in the back of the head and jumping all over him. It's true. It's true. But, the, you know, the, the, the bloody precedent was set early in the game. I think it was Ryan's face. And it was not punished by the referee one more than just a foul. And VAR looked at it and didn't deem it anything more than just a yeah. foul. Yeah. And so that played into this decision-making as well. Like these guys, I look at it as almost like um, the Koke, uh, was it Koke in the Spain game that won the penalty uh, that was eventually saved where he kind of jams his leg in between the defender trying to play the ball. Yeah. I look at it much the same way there where the defender is prohibiting the player from playing the ball yeah one's a penalty one isn't so i just they're they're the exact same thing yeah now had me baffled um had me outraged to be honest (laughs) but but here we are um because i was convinced i was convinced when i saw the var check coming i was like oh this is a penalty they're gonna give us a pen it had to be it was so obvious it was so blatant I can't believe we haven't really heard more of it, to be honest, but, it, you know, Sydney things. Because because we're Adelaide, yeah. New South Wales vibes. Yeah. Uh, if it was role reversal, we would definitely have heard more of it. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to about the game. But... We missed, we, we haven't talked about the one-day cracker, man. Oh, what sorry, the one-day cracker, dude. yeah. Where's he pulled What's that from? What's goal? I After Yurich's horrid yeah, free kick. Poor. Yeah. No, oh, cracking hit. Yeah. Uh, like really short backlift and just absolutely leathered it. And yep. just so typical of this bar chat that we just had, they took four minutes to try and rule it out before they realized they didn't have any evidence to be what able were to they rule looking the goal for? out. They thought Mork was offside. The guy that was like on dives out of the way of it. Knee, dives out of the way of it. Yeah. The keeper is in full stretch. It should have taken one replay to see the action of the goalkeeper tonight. Yep. He was never reaching it irrespective of any player on the pitch. Yeah. And this is the contextual shit VAR should be looking at, but they, they don't look at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... 
I don't really understand what goes on in there sometimes. Um, well, Chris Beath is going to referee the final, so we know exactly what is going on in there. The, the, arrogance, the arrogance, arrogance of this guy, the way he walks around the field so smug. I think we've talked about it on the pod before. He has this smugness about him as he waltzes around. I uh, can't stand the guy. Uh, but Making we're not playing in the grand final, so... We're not playing in the grand final, so I won't be watching it, and I don't really give a shit who wins either. <laughs> I was going to ask you, are you going to watch it? I too will not be watching what it. What time is it? Because Fuck, I don't even know. Who cares? What day is it? I don't even know. Fuck Sunday. Him. I'm guessing it's Sunday afternoon. Sunday. Sunday at some time. Sunday 4.30 or something ridiculous. Who cares? Have you? I saw a graphic the other day of like the A-League champions for the last 15 years, yeah. and to have two teams... To have won uh, the like the vast majority of the championships in a salary cap league just goes to show how uneven this competition is. The salary cap and... is not doing its job, is it? No, the salary cap is actually prohibiting the smaller teams. I think now I am yeah. very readily coming across to abolishing the salary cap because if we keep making rules like we're making for Lecky to be able to join Melbourne City yeah. next season, it's. You're 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 limiting the capacity of the smaller teams, yep. irrespective of if they're going to overspend. It doesn't matter, especially it's a two-tiered um, competition. Especially with the marquee rules early on, which basically were where the FFA would fund a marquee player, but mm. obviously they would want to do it at one of the Melbourne clubs or Sydney clubs where they've got the population where they can market it and get big crowds through the gates. And that just completely disadvantages every other team in the competition. Exactly. The marquee concept is broken and we need to get rid of it as soon as possible. It's yep. done. Just yep. have a designated player, a player that you can pick. The FFA doesn't have to, or the FA doesn't have to approve it. You can pick one player to be paid outside of the cap. That's it. It's up to you. Yep. Agree. Um did you see the Johnny Warren medal recipients and the A-League Awards <laughs> ceremony? I did not did because... Did you know what happened? This no, is good, well, this okay. Is so I saw, the, I saw that there was a post going around about nominees. Yep. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, how can you have... How are there three players nominated for a, a best player of the league? Man? Like, aren't they going to do a count? Or like, are these the only three that go... What is this circus going on? Just A-League things. And then the I was looking was around. So weird was it Wednesday him. night? Yeah, it was Wednesday. So was it on TV? Um, because I was scrolling through all the channels on Foxtel looking it for it. Was on my football? Why was not on Fox? Why was not on Fox? They don't care. Because they're done. So they're done, thankfully, they're thankfully they they're are one done. Game away. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully they are done because their treatment of football since they lost the Premier League has just been an absolute disgrace. No pre or post game shows for A League this year. They're, I know they try to use COVID as an excuse, but it's a load of crap because it's there's like- there's like endless amounts of crappy talk back AFL shows and NRL shows that are just filling up airtime on Foxtel. Um, but their football coverage, like I was going to say something about their mini matches as well. Like they just they got their head in the sand. I don't think they understand anything. They put together like a 17-minute mini-match package. And part of that 17 minutes is nonsense of like, they showed Ninkovic in the stand shaking hands with people. 
at half it's time bizarre, for like it? a minute almost, and a half. And then they, they had Steve the entire pregame. Steve Corica's halftime interview. Like what? I don't. We want to see the highlights. Show us more highlights of the game. Like just ridiculous. And then they go ahead and have the Johnny Warren medal ceremony and not put it on. Like I it guess they didn't want it. Lab. So who? I don't want it. I guess the A League funded that themselves. They don't want it. I, th- I believe they did. I mean, KO That's had represent, and you could watch it. You could watch it on the My Football app and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not. It's not anywhere near the Brownlow or the Dolan. Uh, what's the fucking NRO one? What it doesn't matter. Uh, something. <laughs> something. Some award. shit. But yeah. So I, I honestly, I after that happened, I didn't even look at who won or what happened or anything like that. I just didn't give a crap. Plus Adelaide losing was kind of like, you know, I'm done with the league for this year. I'll wait till next season now. So uh, well, if you, if you Sam, want to fill us in. Yeah, Sam, this is good because it feeds into the game that I wanted to play. So there were, I just, who do you think were the top five vote recipients of the Johnny Warren medal this season? Top five. Top five. Five's tough. Davila? Bang. Yep, got it. Uh Castro still weasel his way in there? No. No? No Castro. Um, McLaren? McLaren, bang, yes. Uh, Ninkovic? Ninkovic, bang, yes. You're doing well, too, to go, man. Um, one easy one, one more difficult one that you probably won't get. Diamante? Bang, yes. You got the easy one. All right, here we go. One to go, mate. Uh, Fucking hell. Okay. Um, it's It's... Really, it's kind of obscure, actually. Is it obscure? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't rate. I East can't Coast? see how this guy. Yeah, East of Coast. Course. But like lower league, East Coast. Lower league, East Coast. Oh, killing me. Killing me, killing me, killing me. I want to say someone from Brisbane, but Mm-mm. no. No. You're going to have to Brisbane spill won the Brisbane won the Fair Play Award. Well, if Melbourne Victory are in charge, it'd be Robbie Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, Rudy Gustad with the uh, goal of the season. Yeah. Who who was it? He plays for the Mariners. If you wanted to have a wild go, ah, uh, can't think of the names. Can't think of any of their players' names. Don't care. It was it was Oli Bazanich. Oli Bazanich. There you go. So Oli finished. Oli finished fifth with twenty seven points. Yeah, no, really good footballer, but. I uh, did not think that he had a season like this to poll yeah. fifth overall. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, fourth was McLaren with 29 points. Third was Diamante with 31 points. Um, but it was generous. for the first time, probably. Very generous on Diamante. You reckon? He was the yeah. only player all season. I know. I guess that's helped him being the only good player they have. Anyway. I think when you... When you look at this medal award and you see the players that have been awarded, um, you know, top spots, McLaren, obviously the focal point of his team, Bazanich, I don't know, Diamante, the only player in his team, basically. And, you know, for the first time we had joint winners. So ah. Davila, Davila, obviously the only player in his team as well. So took yeah. all of the votes. And he was very good. He was great. Yeah, I'm not trying to very good football his yeah. season whatsoever. Yep. Another Diamantes, he had a great season. McLaren, obviously, a player yep. that I think should be on uh, fucking the side of buses. Like, he should be on the front page of the paper. Like, yeah, this is this is our this is our marketing key on Channel Ten is Jamie McLaren. Yeah, Socceroos number nine. 
the best striker in the A-League. Australian. Hopefully, Australian and hopefully, you know, does um, does a double with City. Um, I'd rather see City win than Sydney, just personally. Same, yeah. Uh, and McLaren, like Scott Jamison said on the ABC Grandstand podcast, Scott, uh, fucking McLaren should be the number one prospect in Australian media. Like, But he's not. He doesn't get a yep. look in anywhere. Yeah. It's so bizarre. But the other one was Ninkovic. Ninkovic shared the Johnny Warren medal with De Villa. Yeah. Very good player. I'm not sure what, se- what sort of a season he's had this year, to be honest. I um, think he deserved this. this probably season, not, at his, not at his usual best. It almost feels like when they gave the Oscar to Leo for the fucking bear movie. <laughs> the Revenant. Yeah, The Revenant, that's it. Which was a very good movie, but... Thank you, it was but fitting, not fitting, <laughs> It was fitting of Oscars <laughs> before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we really need to have a movie pod where we just talk nonsense. We should have a movie pod. We'll do that later. That yeah. could be for Patreon. <laughs> Get through your next two weeks, Sam, and we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah. Congrats, Davia. Congrats, Ninkovic, I guess. But uh, Good yeah, I just, I just um, lost a bit of interest yeah. with it. It happens in the A-League. I'm hoping with Channel 10 coming on board with Paramount and, you know, the A-League clubs calling the shots, hopefully we just get some sort of league with a little bit of integrity so that we yep. can follow it to the end and feel like it's a fitting result. Because I always get to the end of an A-League season and think, well, of course it was because the odds are shifted in these teams' favour. Of course yep. they're winning. So. Yep, for sure, for sure. So definitely, as always, I do look forward to next season with excitement. Can't wait to see how the new broadcasting goes. Um, so glad to dawn. be so glad to be away from Fox. Yes. Uh, they did they did a great job early on. Obviously, the league needed this. Them. Is this is true, and we should yeah. pay acknowledgement because they did. Yep. I mean, Frank Lowy had a massive part in it, and obviously, yep. Foxtel. When they were invested in the game, yes, we it's should just, pay homage to them. It's just that it's very quickly gone off the rails. So a fresh start would be good for everyone, be good for the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything to add on the grand final. I think we obviously both want Melbourne City to win it by virtue of not being Sydney. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And also by virtue of I don't have a problem with the team finishing top, winning the grand Thank final. You. I would and prefer especially the team to when, finish top. Especially when they did it as convincing as they did, really. So yeah, the points total maybe doesn't look it, but they wrapped it up with four games yeah. to go. So that's and then that's pretty convincing. Yeah, isn't it? So we might leave it there. Um, busy week. It's been a hell of a season, man. Hell of a season. Yeah, we'll, that's uh, pretty much a league done. We're not going to talk about it now. No more point <laughs> probably, ones. Probably not. I probably won't. We probably won't talk about the grand nah, final next week. I'm, I'm um, not going to watch it. So instead, we can uh, we we'll put all our attention into the Euros, and we can also probably give a bit more airtime to the Copa America, which we haven't given any chat to yet at the moment. At so that'll that'll start heading into its uh, key games pretty soon. So by the time we record next week, we should have some excitement there to talk about, even if no one in South America can go see it. So yeah. uh, that's a yeah. good, that's good news. Us on we the might, other side of the world. Yeah. We might leave Although it there. I would, um, yeah. The Olympics coming point? up as well. So it'll be oh, yes. nice to... Uh, yes, yes, yes. We should. T- I think we should take a keen interest in the Matildas and the Oliveroos. Th- we naturally will. 
Yeah. Because we're pretty big fans of Australian football. So we'll definitely try and cover that when it hits. So fuck oath. And the Matildas. Yeah. Oh my God. If these girls could get a fucking medal, this would be insane. Wouldn't it? That would be awesome. Oh, dude. All right. We might leave it there. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for the season, Adelaide. Did good. Yeah, thanks for having us, everyone. Thank, thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Everything's been great. Been a great mm-hmm. season. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back next week. It's okay. Yeah, but still, I think from when we started it, the first one was that our first pod was talking about Adelaide United. And so it feels nice to just put a top on it. We had a good season. Next season, you know, fuck it. Imagine we win it. Imagine how massive this pod will go if Imagine. we win it. <laughs> we can dream. We can dream. That's what I'll be doing in the off season, dreaming of us winning so our pod can get bigger. (laughs) Out of self-interest. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Always. Ciao. See you.